If green is your favorite color or your way of living, then Grounded is the place for you. From big environmental solutions to your own backyard, wherever in the universe you may be, join me, Melanie Walker, on a journey to a cleaner, greener life. Grounded, your window on the environment. And a very warm welcome. Well, they can't really say it's a warm welcome at the moment because oh. we're sitting in a rather cold and drizzly Johannesburg, which is normal for January at this time of the year. <laughs> Maybe I'm never here at this time. Well, uh, Carrie <laughs> I Goodwin. I don't remember this. How can you not remember this? I always, well, first of all, welcome back to Grounded. It's yes. a new year and Thank we're you. getting really excited about um, gardening. At, and mm. I'm very excited about gardening because this is why I know it always rains so heavily at this time of the year. Yeah. It's building show gardens time at Lifestyle. <laughs> and trust me, you end up in your gumboots with umbrellas and trying to dry paint in your garden with a hairdryer. Oh, no. With a top fallen over you so you don't get electrocuted. No, <laughs> this is perfectly normal weather for this time of the year in Johannesburg. However, not so great down in KZN where they've been having mega floods oh, over the last week. Oh, my heart goes out yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. I mean, because... We never really want to complain about the rain because we are a water scarce mm. country. But it's so exciting that all our dams are full. And I mean, I think people's gardens are just flourishing. I mean, I'm so used to recycling my water. Now I don't even recycle. I don't take my, my di you know, dishwashing water and throw it in my garden anymore. Even my washing machine has actually stayed put in its place. It's not in a bucket outside. Yeah. And so it's quite weird for us to have... I know Gavin was just saying, you know, this is our normal amount of rain for January. But I said to him, I actually look for the sun. Actually, now I look for the moon because I haven't seen the sun for so long. That when I go outside, I'm like, oh, the clouds are gone. There's a full moon. How exciting is this? But people always so, say, oh, it's such unusual. No, it's not. This is perfectly, perfectly normal. Maybe you're just not around at this time of the year. You yeah, might have been on holiday, having a later holiday. But Yeah, that's normally the case. But I Carrie think. didn't have a holiday this past year. <laughs> no. but she's busy visiting. Finishing her PhD. I'm so excited. I can't wait to finish. And it's very, very close. Two more, three more months and then I'm over. <laughs> what is it on for those who are listening? So it's on the environmental sustainability and productivity of garden centers and growers. Oh. So it's actually, it's, it's a wonderful project because it's to do with, we are the green industry and we're known as the green industry. But what is our environmental impact? Are we recycling are we using chemicals safely do we look after the water you know what do we import our soil and growing medium or do we use local mm. all those sort of things and um yeah i've actually i love doing it because i got to visit growers and retailers throughout the country and was so warmly received i just you know i think people just wanted to share and i think that's why i love our industry because it's like a big family and during the process of the study, I realized even more what a big family it is and how generous people are with their knowledge and what they want to share and yeah. to tell their stories because we can really make a difference, you know, not only within our industry, but each one of us. I think that's what I loved. One of the solutions to our problems is called nature-based solutions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all about how in urban environments, by planting plants or growing a green wall, putting a creep on a wall, planting a tree, you are reducing all the, you know, the pollution. You're creating a better breathing space for you. you know, it's just, it's amazing how plants, I mean, I think so many people recently, especially, are finding the benefits of indoor plants. Mm. I mean, the sales of indoor plants over the last two or three years has just kept going up and up and up. 
But I think that's a lot to do with the fact that you have so many millennials and also your Gen Zs or iGen now who mm. are like, they don't have gardens. They've moved mm. out of home, maybe they've got an apartment and it became very much an Instagram thing to be a yes. plant parent. So I think that's, that's really driven the, the buying of indoor plants. I know yeah. that my, my, my children's rooms are just completely covered <laughs> in plants. <laughs> and it's addictive. Yeah. I mean, because I was trying to fertilize my indoor plants the other day. And then I thought, I'm not using a liquid fertilizer because I'll probably spray it all over the walls and everything else. So I got those little fertilizer sticks yes. and put one. And I had 25 indoor plants. And I'm thinking, this is way too many for one person to have. But there's just such beautiful ones. I'm just so tempted that when I see a new one, I think, oh, I can take this home. And, you know, when the kids come to their stay, then they say, well, one of the plants the Life as a Garden is talking about is the peace lily. Oh, those are so easy. It's about the film. Yes. You know, it's really an amazing plant. I think And with the millennials, I think sometimes they choose hard plants because they look amazing on Instagram. And then when they get home and it doesn't work, then they they think, well, oh, that was a stupid idea. You know, and they don't go back to find an easy plant. Whereas this bathyphyllum is really difficult to kill. And it tells you when it's It tells you. That's what I love. It's like, I say to, that's why my girls have got them, because I say Mm. to them, when they start lying down like this, okay, (laughs) you know that all the plants need to be watered. So get your acts together. So they they have to have one. It's an indicator of when you should be doing what with the rest of the plants in your prop. Exactly. So almost everyone should have one. Yeah. The other one that I love that Life as a Garden spoke about is the peace in the home. Yes. I always think it's ironic, though, because whenever you see two people who are buying it, then you say, oh, is it to bring peace into your home? They're like... Now, my home's chaotic, and normally if I take this home, it's actually died. <laughs> Not a peaceful home at all, but we can be inspired by it. Mine grows but perfectly well in my little shady area just outside my, my kitchen door. Yeah, so I think the trick is actually, although we sell it as an indoor plant and it's called Peace in the Home, mm. it actually does so much better outside. And, I mean, then it just grows wild in between your paving, yes. especially in this lovely damp climate that we're having at the moment. It would be a beautiful ground cover between your pavers instead of having stones and um, so that was also quite a lovely one then just as the introduction to the new year life as a garden spoke about you know what to sow and all the lovely oh, and they actually are looking amazing normally at this time of the year the lettuces bolt yes because we go from quite a warm december and then cold rain and then heat and the temperature is very variant mm. and now the lettuces are looking actually beautiful in all the nurseries And I think it's a good way, you know, most people who are trying to keep their New Year's resolutions, if they lasted this long, (laughs) to keep healthy, eat well, grow your own, know where your food's coming from. You'll be so proud of me. You've been eating vegetables. (laughs) Not really. I've been started (laughs) growing vegetables. (laughs) I suppose next you might even eat them. Well, my tomatoes are looking amazing. And I'm thinking they're in little boxes outside my kitchen. And I've got spinach and I've got fennel, all the stuff that I really like. I just because I wanted it to look pretty because Christmas was at my house. So all I was worried about was what the garden would look like for Christmas lunch. (laughs) The fact that we actually had to have it in the garage because it was going to rain on the day is a different story. But we did manage to sit in the garden. But I'm actually really enjoying the fact of growing the veggies Mm. and seeing them grow. And I want to say I tried even to bring home some catnip for the cats. And yo, that didn't even last like two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a neighborhood party for cats now. <laughs> no more <laughs> cats. cats come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is really rewarding actually to, and I'm going to surprise you next month. I'm going to tell you that I ate my tomatoes and I picked some of the spinach and how much nicer it tasted. Because that's the next test for me is, is growing your home really 
that yeah. much tastier I will give than you, what you buy in the I shop. I will give you a recipe for spinach, which we'll love. It's with peanut butter. You're not allergic <gasps> to peanuts, are you? No, of course not. I love peanut butter. Okay. I can eat that out the jar. That's yes. my source of protein. Okay. <laughs> if you want to eat peanuts, I mean, yeah. if you want to eat peanuts, if you want to eat spinach, yeah. just add a tablespoon of peanut butter to it. <gasps> it is yeah. divine. It's a, like, you could almost make it like a wrap. You could wrap the spinach leaves around some peanut no, butter. No, no, no. You cook it with the peanut butter and a bit of potato, onion, and garlic. Okay. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. <laughs> For the Christmas lunch, um, I'd done some of the veggies. And then my mum came, luckily, a little bit earlier to help me. And I said, you know, they're all ready and waiting. We can just put them in the echo hostess. And then she says to me, she tasted the Brussels sprout. She says, these are very crunchy. I said, yeah, that's what I like, like raw veggies. <laughs> she called her Brussels sprouts raw on Christmas. <laughs> she says, let's put them back in the pot so politely and cook them. <laughs> we roasted ours so, with parmesan and oh, olive oil, which oh, were, as I said, yum. Oh, yum, yum. They were very, mm. very good. And the roasted beetroot went on an absolute <gasps> treat. Well, the beetroot, I also had beetroot. This, and I got the lovely ones that you grow from seed, the golden one, and the ones that are, I can't even remember the name, but it's like a white and red yes. one. <gasps> Oh, I love the beetroot. We also did roasted But these beetroot. are all things but you can grow in your own garden. I know. So I'm going to start. Let's start with the easy stuff like tomatoes and spinach. And, and lettuce. Fennel and lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's no reason so, not to. And I mean, you know, with Life as a Garden, mm. we've also got um, the Ask an Expert side of things. Yes. Where, so I've got uh, one question that's come in from somebody who lives down on the coast in the Western Cape in a flat and I keep on saying to them you have to tell me how much sun you get yes. I can't because she wants to grow vegetables and I'm like please take a photo so if yeah. any of you are listening and you want some questions answered and you have got the spot then you need to send us photos yeah okay because you know we're at a remove usually we would go to people's <laughs> houses or gardens and say right this is what you can do yeah but if you're going to do these things send us photos we can see at different times of the day so we can actually see what sun you get as well yeah. that's the most important thing people say oh my garden's very really shady I want to grow vegetables I'm like do you get any sun and they're like no I'm like well (laughs) not gonna gonna really work okay yeah and I think as you say even if you're going into a garden center and you're asking for advice that is the most important question is where's the sun how much sun do you get because plants are pretty forgiving in terms of the space that you put them in watering and soil Mm. you know they're pretty resilient but if they don't get enough light they either grow too tall, and as we and were talking about fruit, the lettuce, yeah, 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 then they like bolt and they taste very sour. Mm. But if they're happy, then they're just going to keep flowering. And fl- like this year, the beacon impatience and the New Guinea impatience, mm. all those water-loving plants for shady gardens are phenomenal. They're mm. just a riot of color in any flower bed that I've seen. It's, it's so wonderful. And then... When we talk about color, one of the strange things that I thought Life of Garden is talking about and is petunias. So normally when we're having so much wet weather, your petunias don't do really well. Yeah, they get a bit and damp. Yes, and their flowers go off. And, and yet when I've been walking around the nurseries, actually the petunias aren't looking too bad because I think we're having not um, more thunderstorms, mm-hmm. or especially in Gauteng. So we're having that hard rain it's causing you know, 20, 15 moles or so at a time, but then it's gone and we get really nice, warm, dry periods. And so actually even the petunias, because when I first thought, no, why are we talking about petunias in January? Mine died. And what? They are in no. a hanging basket underneath my one tree. In a night, gets lovely sun and everything, came yeah. out the other day, gone. 
The whole oh, thing no. just shriveled up and died. I was like really upset about that. Oh, no. Okay, well, it means you have to go to a garden center and <laughs> grab another I'm one. always in the garden centers. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just think there's so many wonderful varieties of mm. petunias out there at the moment. And as I say, quite surprisingly, they are doing well. I think I'll get but some Kelly Brochers and put those in. I find them yes. a little bit hardier. Uh, now, do you? Yeah. I find they like a lot of food. So the one thing that people do have to remember with all this lovely rain that we have in feed is your plants. feed your plants. Because it's all the food is being leached through the soil. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're using a chemical or organic or your bokashi or your wormweed, you know, just, just give please them give them some food. Because yeah. I think a lot of the plants are starting to look a little bit yellow. In January is a really good time to do pruning. Yeah. So you cut, you know, do a, a, not a full prune. But your roses should be yeah, a little bit cut nice back. Nice light prune. Your fuchsias should be cut back. And um, there was a lovely article to do with pruning of your fruit trees because mm. now you've you know you've harvested all your peaches and your plums, a lot of your stone fruit are you busy harvesting. And so just to let in more light, why not prune them now so that when they start fruiting again, either next year or for your lemon trees, probably June, July, August that time, then the, the plants have light to grow. Yes. So and they to need produce light. more fruit. Yeah. So um, I thought that was quite interesting because it's something that we forget about. And I don't like using a pair of secateurs too much. And any, if I do any pruning, then I think, okay, well, I'm going to put it in a vase and I'm going to make cuttings and <laughs> either pass yeah. them on to friends. Or <laughs> well, I tell you what, you can so, come and get some practice in again. I mm-hmm. have this wonderful, wonderful chameleon. I can never say it. Cameloides. The <laughs> wild yeah. quince. The flowering quince. Oh, yeah. Okay, so nice. it really needs a serious haircut. Yeah. And I'm sure that you would love to propagate anything that you cut off of it because it's a really old tree. So you're oh, more than welcome to come to my place. How do you say it? Cam- Shinomalies. Is it shim- I well, that's how I always said Shinomalies. And you know, you can't find them anymore. No, no. I went up to a garden center in Nelspreet, actually, for my studies. And she said to me, oh. When last did you see this plant? They have a customer who's asking for them. And I was like, mm, I haven't seen that for ages. Mine's, mine's just popping up new branches and stems oh, all over the place. Stunning. It's fantastic. Yeah. And they actually are beautiful plants. They mm. flowers, you know, with that white or red, depending on which one you have. And I have that beautiful coral pink. Yeah. Oh, glorious. Stunning. Talking oh. about colors, I mean, I was listening to the people on, on uh, various radio stations, the DJs mm-hmm. sitting and going, we've had so much rain, Joe. I don't remember Johannesburg ever being this green. And of course, we all do. because. Uh, <laughs> but this time of the year, when you're driving around and you look at the pride of India, <gasps> and you always know when people come in and they I need, what are those plants? I need one yes. of those trees. So everybody, when they see them flowering, the same thing happens when the kapok tree, with its bright <laughs> yeah. pink is in flower, everybody wants kapok trees, okay? Too but at true. the moment, I mean, they really are looking glorious, the pride yeah. of India. The so Lagos, stunning. Lagostromo area. Yes, that's it. Yes. And you know, there's the, well, I want to say it's not so new anymore variety, but it's got the dark leaf. Yes. Um, the so, black one. Yeah. Yes. I think they're called black diamonds. Yes. And they are beautiful, beautiful. And a, a nicer, I want to say, pot variety. So they're not as um, fast growing. Yeah. Uh, well, not that the old ones are very fast growing. When, no. when I see them when I was driving around, because I mean, now there's just, as you say, just pink and purple and oh. huge bushes. I've, I've got like a tiny little <laughs> 35 centimeter pot one <laughs> on my driveway. I'm thinking, mm, I It'll wonder get if you'll get there. <laughs> but the bark on those trees it's my favorite bark yeah. of it, it outstrips fever trees yeah. any of the others as far as i'm concerned i love the bark it's just so yeah. yummy yeah so i mean and that's what's lovely about i think any plant but particularly that is that in the summer you've got this beautiful color from all the flowers mm. and in the winter when it starts to lose, lose its leaves then it shows off 
that bark. bark, which is just, as you say, that rippable effect of greys and whites and beautiful. It's, it's funny, this time of the year, I mean, yes, the roses have gone through their second flush. Maybe yeah. we'll get a third flush, but it is definitely those flowers that are, like whenever you drive, you just see masses of flowers mm. everywhere. But those, yeah. even the pom-poms are finished now, the Dyscotinifolia. Yeah, as they, they were looking amazing in December. They did really well this, yeah, this year. year. They were just popping out all over. It was fantastic. I've never seen such a display. I think with, actually with all the rain that we have been having, I think plants that we have almost forgotten about or mm. maybe just didn't do as well in drier conditions are really shining through. Like I, in a way, missed, but maybe I wouldn't spend enough time in the bush world. I missed the acacia flowers mm. um, or circia or vichelia, whatever you want to call them these days. But I missed those. And yet the vibrant colors, like you say, of the dyes, cotton folio and mm. those sort of things, they just jumped out at you. And I know, you know, what's coming in now, which I love indigofra. Oh yeah, they're so That's pretty. Little, the little pink ones. And I know where they all are in my area. <laughs> I can walk around and I go and look for specific plants and trees and things. And yeah. I suppose, you know, you borrow other people's landscape, go and visit their their gardens. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> if you don't have your own garden, yeah. there's plenty of places to go and visit them. Oh, I think so. I mean, when you're walking around, I, I said to our team, just especially in December when we like working on skeleton stuff, I said, just call me if you need need to do deliveries. I'm happy to get in the vehicle and go right. and deliver plants. You just wanted to get away from writing your dissertation. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about flowers and growing, one of the things Life as a Garden was speaking about was also they created a series called Garden Mastery now. Mm-hmm. And it's how to use your plants to the benefit. You know, like I love clavier. And so every year I choose new ones in the garden center and I plant them in my garden. But I've never actually decided to grow the seed. And one year I had a customer. It's who a mission to grow the seed, to be honest. I mean, I know how long it takes. I've se- I've, I have so many people asking me as well. When must I harvest them? How do I plant them? And I'm like, well, you have to kind of like really take those seeds out of the pod itself. And, yes. and it's going to take forever. And I've, I even have a friend who's like a master in growing them. And I just yeah. say, get hold of Jenny. Jenny will tell you how to do it. Don't ask me because I'm not going to give you the right advice. So if you did want the right advice, go into Life as a Garden website. Yeah. And they give you it how to take the seed, cut it, get it out of the little um, red seed pods yeah. that it's in. But I think that's what... I, I'm slowly seeing, and I, I hope it, it doesn't ever get lost, is because we don't have the patience to grow long-term plants. So like you were saying with your shenomalies, how that's not around anymore, because actually to get cuttings from that and to do it is going to take a long time. Mm. And so I hope we never lose that. I know one of the growers, he said to me, no, he's going back to old-fashioned plants again, and he knows it's going to take a long time, but he wants them to be around forever. That's going to be mm-hmm. his legacy. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to hear that. So I think, you know, it might be, and especially the younger generation, I know they like instant, Mm. but then I think they also like this learning the skill of something completely weird and wonderful, you know, and they'll probably do a whole (laughs) YouTube video or some sort of a video on how to cut the seed pod and get the seed and grow the clivia. They're happy to wait that whole year to get it to germinate. I mean, I tried to If they remember to keep watering it (laughs) and all the stuff that needs to happen in the meantime. Exactly. Well, I tried to do lavender cuttings and (laughs) it's not as easy as everyone said. No. People said to me, I mean, we had customers say to me, oh no, she just went and took her lavender bush, put the 
cuttings into the soil Reusing and po- voila. Not even with rooting not powder. Not even rooting powder. And she says she got lavender. I was like, no, no, no. This is not. How difficult can it be? And then when you try it yourself. <laughs> I have I lots of know. failed garden experiments. And it's not for lack of knowledge or anything. I think it's I think because I forget. I forget yeah. to go and water them. You've got to put them where you're going to be walking past them every day in the right mm. conditions. And, you know, if it's you suddenly get too much rain or it, not enough rain or whatever. <laughs> so you really have to be dedicated to actually keeping it going. Yeah. That's what garden mastery is about. Yes. So master the beginning stuff yes. first. Like the spathy film. Yes. <laughs> Looking after your spathy film. <laughs> yes. Do that. We don't want you to like think, oh, this is too hard and then give up on all of it. Yes. But it's really worthwhile doing in the end. Yeah. Like one of the plants that I recently got was the caladiums. Mm. which I think are incredible, but they are difficult to grow. Yes, I so know. So you're not going to give that to a person who might not be at home enough, goes on holiday a lot, and oh. then it won't survive at all. I <laughs> tried very hard to keep the one from my children's room arrived. No, it just didn't work eventually. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know that the kids are already back at school and that sort of thing, but the other thing that I thought was really quite fun for maybe a weekend activity, because I think families now, they're spending a lot more time together mm. and um, slowing down was to actually use the beautiful flowers that you have in your garden to pick them and then make paint from them. So Life as a Garden had a whole activity to make paint flowers. So if you picked a whole lot of black, the salvia are looking incredible at the oh, moment. Oh, my nerves. Yeah, down yes. by, yeah, where your one, where Colourful Splendor is, okay, um, at the Dean's Gate. Yes, Just yeah. outside the one gate to the entrance to Dean's Gate, the one yeah. house there, has got the bright black and blue. Oh. <gasps> Salvia, nice. and it's as tall as me, but then they've wow. also got the purple. And these two colors together, it's like, well, it's actually more of violet than a purple. So yeah. the violet and this deep black blue, oh. these two huge salvia bushes, which I'm sitting there and looking at and going, oh my goodness me, this is just, I just want to stand here for the rest of the day. It's You're so making beautiful. me, I'm going to go and drive past next time and go to oh, when I actually go to work. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And so they were saying, pick some of those flowers, put it in a bowl, mm-hmm. add some boiling hot water. And then you make a little bit of a mush and mm-hmm. it becomes paint. And to get a deeper hue, especially with your violets and blues and those um, colder colors, then you add bicarb of soda and it makes it um, a darker blue. And if you were having in your warm color flowers like yellows and oranges and reds, then you add lemon juice. So the alkali brings out the, war- the cool colors. And your acid of the lemon juice brings out your warm colors. Mums and dads who've got so, children doing art, I think this is the way to yeah. go. Okay, why go and pay all that money for all those expensive paints when you can yes. actually get your child to do a project on doing natural pigments? That's that's what the article is all about. How amazing. And it goes also then to making your own cards. You know, I can't think, that's what I loved about Christmas was actually the Christmas cards. Mm. You know, it's just that sharing and the homemade ones. And I think that's what sort of... I don't want to say we need to get back to, but because uh, there's lovely things every day. But plants are so beneficial just for something fun like that. And mm. um, Life as a Garden said, if you have a white wall, I thought, no, 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 no white walls. <laughs> if you have a white canvas, <laughs> a white piece of paper, <laughs> then paint that. <laughs> Unless you have an absolute like genius uh, when it comes to art in your household. And yeah. you can just say, right, there's a white wall. Make something beautiful. That, yeah. That's the way to go. Otherwise, put a canvas in front of it. You're quite right. <laughs> then, oh, sorry, I can keep talking so much because the gardens are just so awesome at the moment. They are. The one thing that seems to be taking over people's gardens is weeds. Oh, 
<laughs> Sorry, I sounded exactly like my mother then. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, in between pavers as well at the moment. Mm. They are loving the weather. And I mean, yeah. weeds have their place. And if you've got yes. purslane growing, then don't pull it up because it's actually a beneficial weed. Mm. There are a lot of, and people are saying, how can I get rid of the blackjacks and the khaki boss? You know what? Yeah. Cut it down, but don't get yeah. rid of it. Okay, yeah. use it as a mulch in your garden. Well, that's exactly it. So Life as a Garden was really stressing using mulch. And traditionally, we use mulch to actually conserve water, keep mm. the soil moist, create um, a wonderful environment for the earthworms to live nice under and that sort of yeah. thing. Yes. But now, I know as soon as I plant new plants, now I get my bag of mulch at the same time, and then I go and sprinkle a handful around each plant. Mm. And it's actually such a wonderful weed deterrent. And it actually looks quite cool. So I don't have any bare soil. It's either mulch or beautiful plants. Mm. And it's definitely the way to go. I particularly like bark chips as mulch and I want to say earthy mulches mm. and I think trained, trained wise that's actually also the way things are going it's much more into natural products and not so much stones and harsh not inorganic inorganic stones mulch. are still natural no I know <laughs> when I see the Bunner customers trolley I'm like where are your plants? <laughs> the team do say to me, stay away from the customers. <laughs> but, um, and there is room for both. I mm. have a place where I had to put stones down in my garden. But um, generally, the, especially within your flower beds, mm, mm. because, you know, with the, going back to the instant, some people will come into the nursery and say, oh, we need to get rid of the weeds in our flower beds. There's no real poison that you can just instantly spray and it's going to know the difference between, between your, 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 beautiful, yeah, yeah. your beautiful marigold and the weed that's standing next to it. Get up and close and personal, so, people. Get down on your hands and knees and pull those weeds out yourself and then put a nice layer of mulch down. But get yes. those weeds before they set seed because then you're oh. going to have a bigger problem. Yeah, My biggest amazing. problem is, as I say, in between paving. And I'm, mm. I, don't, I hand pull all of them after it's rained because it's easy to get them out. It's lovely. Yeah. And it's very therapeutic. Yeah. I love and, weeding except it messes my nails up. And I've had to cut all my nails off because of oh, me. No, I walk around and I see, oh, there's a weed. And the next thing I'm <laughs> I've smashed another nail. But a heat yeah. gun works quite well. <laughs> I was going to say boiling hot water from a kettle also works well, yeah, but no, it doesn't also, last long. Yeah, but the heat so, gun mm. works very well. If, you, if you've got some weeds that you just can't get out, you just grab your heat gun and you... <laughs> I wouldn't suggest some people say boiling hot salt water, but I don't think putting salt into the, the, no. the soil is because it will go through into the soil. Yeah. I don't want to be doing that too much. No, I wouldn't be putting too much salt no. in any, um, no. any of your <laughs> gardens. <laughs> but it's still, as I say, so mulching is really, really lovely. Yeah. We've spoken about the fertilizers and we've spoken about the clivias. I'm just trying to th go through the list of all the things because there were just so many things that life is a garden. Oh, Pantone color of the year. <laughs> and it's one of my these favorite colors. colors. Well, when I first read it, it I thought I thought it was going to be warm because it, you know, it's, it's called very peri. Very peri. So, so what, what does that bring to your to mind? Me, I was thinking like oranges and yellows, warmth, optimism, happiness. And then, and then I was like, I thought no. periwinkle, <laughs> blue. <laughs> At least you were on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, it's the most incredibly beautiful color, yeah. like a, a purpley blue. It, well, it is purple. It's purple. It's periwinkle, although periwinkle is gen generally blue. But my goodness, it is. Um, in fact, I'm almost wearing the same color as it today. Yeah. Uh, and it's, oh. there's lots of plants that I like it. So lobelias. Yeah. 
the plectranthus, which are all going to start yeah. flowering very soon. Well, it depends on the plectranthus that you've got. You've got Mona lavender. Mona lavender, because but your even some of your are clonias, pink. but you've got clonia white, pink, and blue. Well, I, I only have pink. Oh, okay. <laughs> you do get that. <laughs> I do love pink as well. I'm like such a pink girl. Um, I think St. James is also the plectranthus. St. James mm. is also a bluish color. The periwinkles as well, although the they're supposedly on the invasives <laughs> list. If you have them in your garden, you'll notice them coming. Oh, the the plumbago. Um, pl- Plumbago, but a that's a little bit more blue than this. Yes. But I'm thinking of the convolvulus and the evolvulus. Oh, Ooh, yes. The, even and the, the, what's it called? Um, blue My Mind is yes, almost this color. That color. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that uh, we've got it in the nurseries. It's just overflowing because we use it as a ground cover on mm. all our walls and hanging. Mm. And um, it's overflowing with color at the moment. That's beautiful bluish purple. Oh, and, yeah. and it is a fantastic so, color. Well, not so much when it's raining like this, but it's a fantastic color for summer for cooling the garden down, yes. especially when you team it up with white. Yes. So you have white and blue in the garden, and it's just like that cool kind of vibe <laughs> that's going on with the blues, greens, and whites. Talk about whites. I mean, are there any – I've had a lot of people saying to me, uh, where can I find lots of white daisies at this time of the year? And I'm like mm. – It's going to be your Shasta daisy. Shasta daisies is about the mm. only one. Are there any – like and, and Your also, good old-fashioned single daisy white. Yeah, single daisy white. There we go. <laughs> but I mean, also, you know, um, people are saying – why are there no fields of flowers all over South Africa at the moment? And I'm going, well, because if you're in the Western Cape, obviously you're looking at about August, September. Yeah, here, most of the fields, like where your dahlias are coming in, but most of the growers will actually have been cut, <gasps> start cutting them back in February already. And dahlias are wow. just looking, they're starting to come in their own at the moment. So yes, the pops of color yes, with agapanthus. Yeah. Oh, that's another one we forgot about the blues. <gasps> yes. Agapanthus is that color. Yeah. And I saw some amazing stuff from, um, uh, what's his name, from the... The Andy Farm, Andy DeVette. Yes. Did you see that one free <laughs> yeah. fantasy put up? Yes. With an amazing blue with just one big flower on it. Yes. It almost looked like the flower of a leek. Not yes. the, in the color, but a, in umble. the shape of the... Yes. yes. So I thought that was... Oh, it was very weird, but beautiful. I can imagine he's going to keep that for um, breeding purposes. Well, he says he's so. never going to be able to recre- recreate it. <laughs> recreate it. <laughs> Recreational. Uh, yeah. No, his, the stuff <laughs> that he's doing it. with agapanthus and plectranthus as well, not just with his aloes, yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's just lovely to And he's just so passionate. It's so yeah. lovely to speak to him because... He just, you know, he just wants the whole world to be full of agapanthus and the best ones that he can find. Yeah. You know, the best ones that he can breed. So you have lots of flowers. I mean, because in theory, we would never normally have agapanthus flowering at this time of the year. You know, it's traditionally in November. Yeah. By the end of December, they're kind of finishing flowering, going to see. Might have just flowered. And <laughs> they're looking incredible. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. If you're walking around or in the garden centers, there's a lot of actual agapanthus that are flowering. And definitely this very peri color. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's actually now bred one which will flower like 12, uh, 11 months of the year, he says. He's not yeah. going to say 12 months of the year, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Well, it also means time to rest. Mm. You know, I think that sometimes with seasons and when you plant in your gardens and life is a garden, that's why they highlight different plants which look good each month. Because, you know, we can't all look our best 12 months of the year. (laughs) We need a break. And so similarly, our plants need time to rejuvenate and hopefully get fertilizer and absorb the fertilizer. And And be like split and transplanted, especially when it comes to aggies. Yeah. And when we're talking about the clivias, that's also a lovely plant that you must split and divide. um, Divide Divide and conquer the whole world. There we go. (laughs) That's what it is. Gardening (laughs) is all about dividing and conquering. I love it. (laughs) And sharing. (laughs) So now there's so much more that we could talk about. And Mm. I mean, a 
lot of it obviously is on the site. So yes, people on the get site. along to lifeisagarden.co.za. Yes, or you can subscribe to the newsletter. I would say definitely subscribe to yes, the newsletter. It's all there as well. And if you have any questions, of course, you can send them through to our little elves who work yeah. in the office who then send everything <laughs> to me. <laughs> And you've got a wealth of knowledge. I'm so, learning. It's, it's always learning on the job because sometimes I get sent things and, I mean, you can send me any question as mad as it is and I mm. always know somebody who can give me the best advice. I think that's what I'm loving as well. Don't you think that you can turn to somebody else, that we're not afraid to say, oh, I have this question, how can you help me? Yeah. I think that's also a wonderful thing about gardeners is whether they're sharing their plants with you, their knowledge, their how to do this, the what's looking good now, you know, it's just all about sharing. Yeah, well, so. I think we're, we're, we're generalists. <laughs> yeah. But we, we also specialize in finding specialists. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of those too. <laughs> Carrie, it's so, so lovely to chat to oh, you. And, and you of course, too. Um, hopefully we'll be chatting to you again in February. Yes. February dry. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it won't be as rainy, but we'll still yeah. have um, a, a lot to talk about. And, and so how start getting our gardens ready for, you know, getting rid of the stuff which is kind of coming to an end and what veggies we can start putting in and etc etc for next month okay yeah i was going to say but just this month Mm. enjoy your veggies you know it's all the time for all your melons are coming out your green peppers are looking amazing your eggplants you know all those summer plants that people only realize that they're looking good now and then they want to plant the seed and we're like no no you can't plant eggplant now type of thing it might not perform in time for winter but really enjoy those summer veggies that are, just go and harvest them and enjoy them and put them in your salads yeah. and your food and no, don't be like me. Well, <laughs> Eat peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> I have to wait until March before all of my sundew peppers have oh. actually come to fruition oh, and then nice. I start bottling all of those. Not that I eat them, I give them away. So no, nice. I'll give you the recipe, but I'm not going to make for everybody else. <laughs> but get out into the garden, enjoy mm. it, even if it's raining. I love going and standing in my garden and just looking at the water running off various flowers. My roses have been so beautiful. Yes. I walk into my house and smell my Duftwalker. Oh, Second amazing. flush of flowers on the star jasmine at the moment, which has been amazing. Yes. I'm so chuffed with that. Yeah. And of course, like everything that just pops up. I love it. Go yeah. out, enjoy it. Yes. Enjoy your garden. Carrie, thank you very much. We'll catch thank up with you. you again soon. The rest of you, get out, go. Do what we tell you to do. <laughs> Go and learn how to be a productive member of society. <laughs> but above all, stay grounded. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another episode of Grounded from Solid Gold Studios in Johannesburg. For more green ideas and events, pop along to Mel's Treasures on Facebook. Facebook.